EMS World Expo is the largest EMS dedicated event in the world, and it's taking you places. And now we bring you stories from Expo. Everybody, welcome back to Stories from EMS World, uh, part of EMS Garage and sponsored by EMS World. I'm here with my brother, Chris Cole. Yeah, hey, How are you doing, man? Great. So it's good, good to, to see you. you. Yeah, yes. it's, uh, the conference has been great so far. Um, I know you've got a talk coming up. You're going to be doing a talk tomorrow? I do. I have a talk tomorrow. And I can't wait to hear that, about that and hear about it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But um, I know the premise really is, let's talk about success a little bit, right? And what does it mean to be successful? Um, and people, if you don't know Chris, Chris was a co-founder of EMS One. Uh, you are the, uh, tell me your position with yep. Head of Pulsera. Marketing. Head, Head of Marketing for Pulsera. Pulsera yeah. So super, and, but by the way, just a paramedic. Right. Just, just <laughs> a paramedic, right? Exactly. And so, so many people see the wins, right? And the successes, and, and it's hard for them to relate. Like, can I, is that something I can do? Like. How do I get maybe out of the truck or how do I get out of the aircraft or whatever? How do I get better involved in EMS? And it's so hard for people to sometimes be able to relate to the success. But the thing that they don't see are the 10,000 failures that are in between there. Is that fair to say? Well, I th uh, very concisely. Thank you. <laughs> I, think the, I think the story is, wait, you don't know who Chris Call is? Right. Well, hello. Like, how do you you know? don't know who Chris Call right. is? How do you not know? But actually, I've never, that actually, that's when it made me feel uncomfortable because I actually never felt like I fit in. And then I didn't do things the way other people did it. And I was told, no, or you need to be quiet, sit backwards in the fire truck. That's when he sat backwards yeah, in the fire sure, truck. Yeah, sure, uh, yeah. You need to toe the line. You need to know your role. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane right. is one. Uh, and you put all these together and it's, it's tough. And yet, from the outward, people see, wait, you started this, you did this, right. you're high-fiving everybody, yeah, yeah. you're loving it, this is great. Innovative. Yes, innovative and disruptive. But then right. you look at innovative and disruptive people, Martin Luther King, murdered. Right. Jesus. Crucified. Right. So yeah. you start looking, like, people actually didn't like what was going on with those individuals at the time. And I started chewing on that and saying, wait, it has been a lot of tough roads, it's been some grit to go through those. And then there's been some reasons why I stayed. What was starting to worry me the most is that I was becoming unrelatable because they didn't hear the whole story. Right. They only heard the little bit of the bio, which hits your highlights of the cool things. Right. I should have a bio of all the suffering or when I didn't get high-fived or when things didn't go my way because that's a more compelling story and every single person can relate to it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that... Um, as we walk through this, this journey of life together, these are the things that matter most to me. And if there's one thing that we could talk about, and there's a number of little tangents off of it, is that why did I stay in EMS? And why did I persevere? Why did I help work with EMS One and Pulsera and do these really fun, cool, awesome things? And the bottom line is, during any of those trials and tribulations, there's always at least one, but sometimes more, mentors that put their arm around me and said, I believe in you. It's so huge. And, 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 so huge. And I have, a, and, and just to interject a little bit, as I just talked to one of my mentors from when I first got in EMS, so back in 1995, 
He was my first supervisor, an amazing guy. And he found himself going down sort of this burnout, angry thing, right? And so he decided to step away from EMS. And he went and traveled on his own. And he ultimately came back to a place where, because he didn't feel like he fit in anymore. Yep. And he came to this place where he had such an appreciation for the impact that he's had on people, the impact that people have had on him. And he is the, so he had no choice but to come back to EMS because it was, it was, he was meant to do that. He was meant yes, to be exactly in this thing. And he, and he had to go through all these problems and these issues. And this, and at the end of the day, it was all about caring for people. Yep. And exactly not right. just the patients, but you know, the people like me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's super relatable to exactly what you were just saying. Well, and what you're finding is I can look back at probably 30 people, maybe 100, maybe 300 people who helped me along the way. And then there's out of that a number of people who have helped me considerably. And then there's those couple times in life where I was ready to quit and go somewhere else where somebody came in and I just remember those individuals and I'm forever grateful. My biggest concern is that there are people who have left EMS or are planning to leave EMS or will leave EMS. That we desperately need in EMS. Right. How about the uh, civil engineer or the architect who always kind of wanted to be a firefighter and then they get in there and they don't fit in or the person who's super artistic and a graphics designer and we're like, they're like, oh, we have to be high and tight and we have to do right. these things and that's very just, that's almost impossible for right. them. And they're like, oh, I don't fit in. But how better would our EMS world be? See what I did there? EMS world and EMS you. world. That's very good. Very that good. How better would it be if we had more graphics designers and more architects and more others that are in here? And so that type of item and walking through that is, is a big deal to me to pay that forward. So that's kind of the message right now is to be walking along and succession planning for the next team. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because at my agency, we have a very forward thinking fire chief and, and he wants, we had the discussion of, of degrees and all that. It was kind of going around, right? Sure. And he's very pro degree, he wants people to have degrees. So um, I was going back, to going to go back and get my bachelor's degree. And I said, hey chief, like, should I get my EMS degree? And he's like, here's the thing. I know you know how to do EMS stuff. He's like, I want you to be more valuable to us as an organization in other ways. So maybe it's business. Maybe it's multimedia. Maybe it's marketing. Like, there's, there are so many different things that, that we want to capitalize on the strength of to be better all together, yeah. right? And so um, it's, just, it's just fascinating. And you're right. We're just losing people that I wish we didn't lose. We could have forever changed the history of EMS. So what do we do about it? Right, I know, that's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. And I do have a story about also that education degree. I had, I had a patient, and things were just weird in this call. Like, shot, but gun was weird, but looked like it was self-inflicted, but not really. Yeah. And then there's a python in the story. Look, whenever like, there's a snake involved, <laughs> Right? Things are getting exactly. weird, yeah. Well, anyway, there's this guy at the hospital. Once I traded this patient, transported him to the hospital. Once I got there, there's this guy, and he's wearing baggy jeans, white tennis shoes, baggy sweatshirt, and then a jean jacket, longer hair. And he's just standing next to this room. 
And that he starts asking me questions. Doesn't sound good. I know, it doesn't sound good. It yeah. doesn't sound good. Yeah. Turns out he was a US Marshal <laughs> undercover. He's wearing all the baggy stuff because he had his gun of and all that stuff. He did. That guy was under protective witness. That's why oh, it was right. so weird, and then that's why they were there. So I was saying, hey, fun fact, I've always wanted to be in law enforcement, but I don't want to have a uniform. I want to wear a suit. Like yeah. so I'm thinking FBI, right. CIA, yeah, yeah. Secret Service, NSA, something. Right? Exactly. Yeah. U.S. Marshal. So I start asking about it. I'm like, but my degree is not in sociology and criminal justice. It's in tech. Yeah. And he said, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I care. The U.S. government makes them, all their law enforcement have a four-year degree. Yep. But they prefer that it's in anything but law enforcement. They're like, we can teach you law enforcement. Absolutely. But Russian or a different language yeah. or tech or coding or engineering or graphics design, like all that, you're bringing that to There's, our group. You're adding value. It's yes. so great. He's like, so get it in anything else and then come. And, and then I didn't. Yeah. Oh. I didn't join. And now here we are, though. Exactly. The EMS world, EMS garage, <laughs> stories from EMS world. Yes, it's talking about it. Yeah. So what can we do about it? Well, first of all, I can do a better, and we can all do a better job being transparent. And the more that I told the story, the more other people I've heard are telling the story. And I had a couple of key mentors that I talked to, and they said, hey, I've been fired. Wait, what? And they're like, of course. I've had people that have done everything politically to move me into the corner. And nobody puts baby, baby in, in the corner. corner. Yeah. Put me in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? And, like, and they start walking through different individuals in our career that you would have never thought. And you're like, yeah, check this out. Check this out. I'm like, oh, we need to be telling the story. You know? Everybody thinks brilliant. They're brilliant. They do all these things right. But it's not, right? It's the skin knees. And the hard lessons, when somebody puts their arm around you and tells you the hard truth, that you really grow and become a better person. So one is to be transparent. I want to tell a story. Every time I tell a story, everybody's like, hey, I have a story for you. Let me tell you something that's really hard about my life. I'm like, see, we're all in this together. Uh, Number two is to mentor, right? Mm. Be mentored and then mentor somebody else. So the first one is there are already people that have already been where you are. And that can be anything. You know, a mentor can be somebody short-term to help you proof this resume or CV or career planning. It can be long-term through life. It can be around sports. It can be around your marriage. It can be around kids. It can yeah. be around work. And having people that will walk alongside of you that will be, give objective uh, advice and also pay that forward to others. You don't have to be a mentor to everyone, but pick if you picked one and you'll forever change their outlook, that's huge, right? Yeah. yeah. People have so much to offer. And they don't even realize it. It was, it was like, um, uh, well, Eric Bauer, yeah. for, for instance. So Flight Bridget, I, I got a book in the mail about six years ago. And I hadn't seen Eric in years. We worked together, and then he was gone. I didn't see him. Yeah. And I get this book. And in the book in the forward, my name was in there about somebody that had impacted his life. And I, and I didn't even realize right. exactly. that, I was, that I was doing that. And so... So who was that? No, impacted negatively? Or <laughs> no, no, thank goodness. It, 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 was a, it was a good one. But yeah, like, yes. I guess the question is, is for people to think about is who have you yes, impacted, right, right that you may, you may not even know, right? Yeah, exactly. And so everyone's got value, and we need to figure out how to get that out. So I think mentoring is a great way to do that. Not be um, ashamed or think being mentored is, has a negative connotation, right? Yeah. Um, it means you want to be better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. I will tell you that if you are a musician, 
you have a conductor or you have a music instructor who's really good. If you're the best golfer, you have a coach. They can't all golf you, but they're the coach, right? And marriage is the perfect example. Marriage counseling, like they're coaches that can objectively look and make right. you go from being okay or even really good to being great. Yeah. You know, there's so many, along these lines, there's a lot of trauma in, in our industry. Indeed. Um, you had kids that were 17, 18, 19 years old, or I should say 18, 19, 20, 21 years old that went to war, World War One, World War Two, Afghanistan, Iraq, you know, right? Still in wars right now. And then they come back and it's hard to come back in and we're seeing that in the military. Absolutely. The same thing is we have 18 year olds, 19 year olds, 20, or 30, 40, or 50 year olds that are getting into this industry and they're seeing depravity. They're seeing some of the worst of worst conditions. They're seeing some of the saddest things. They're seeing terrible things happen to good people. They're seeing terrible ha things happen to terrible people. Yeah. They're seeing unfair injustices. They're seeing things that the common person will never see in their lifetime. And they're not only really seeing it once, they're seeing but it's it over, over and over and over yeah. and over and over. And we're just, at least we're having the discussion, at least people are talking about right, it right, and, right. and trying to erase the stigma. But it's a big deal that we, ha we, we are carrying a lot. Physicians have the same problem. They're just talking about it. Mm -hmm. Nursing, yeah. EMS, yeah. military. Yeah. It's not different and it's not odd. It's terrible stuff that we see. And yet we also have this soft spot in our heart to walk alongside strangers, right? And we have an opportunity that they're inviting us into their home at the most vulnerable moment. Mm -hmm. And so we take that proudly yeah. and we have a lot of honor on it. And yet we also carry that to our home and to our work life, to how we decompress with stress. Everything. It's just, tough. Just everything. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any final thoughts before we get on out of here? I would say that along with mentorship, along with paying it forward is gratitude. Mm. One of the things that, and it was really my wife, right? My wife, Sarah, she's the one that said, we should, we communicate via text at our home. We don't actually communicate in person. Perfect, why not? You're and right so in there. It's very contemporary. During the high school years, our kiddos, we were making them text three gratitudes every night to our family group chat, right? And at first you're like, what was the most epic thing I could, well, first of all, they didn't want to do it. Nobody <laughs> wants to be told to do. Yeah. And yet what was happening is, you start looking back and reflect on the day of the smallest little pieces of grace or good things in your life that happened that day. Hey, had a great conversation with this person. You know what? Went outside and got back to the house before it rained. <laughs> Whatever it is. Right. Like, these little things, but you're going to bed with three gratitudes and everybody's sharing those. Like that changed the outlook on our family. Because mm. then you're focusing on the positive. With our news, right. with our stuff that we see, yes. with all this stuff, yes. gratitude and paying it forward biggest things that is super huge when you start it's amazing when you start looking for the opportunities to be grateful for something you start seeing them the more often right it's like it's, this is the perfect example is uh if you're gonna go out and buy a car stick yep. with me for a second yep right i went out and looked at a lexus whatever all of a sudden i start noticing lexus whatever's all the time yeah, exactly all the time right exactly. it's because you're looking for it it's the same thing that it's happens a behavior a chain <laughs> behavior you start yes. seeing yeah, and so gravitating we, to positive. Right? So we started doing a very similar thing in our academies was, at the end of the day, they went and recorded wins in a little book. Yep. And they hung it on what we had called the wind board. 
no matter how bad things were that day, yeah, there was always something to be grateful for. Yeah, you're moving forward. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It's there's, a journey. There's bumps, <laughs> believe me, right? And some days you get punched right in the mouth. Yep. But there's usually something to be grateful for. So yeah, focusing on that, I think that's awesome. Yes. Cool. All right, well, thanks, man. Awesome. I'm grateful so for you to see you. I'm grateful for <laughs> you, too. All right, from EMS World and EMS Garage, tales and stories from EMS World, Mike Verkest, Chris Call. We will see you guys later. Thanks so much. <laughs>